Hi everyone, Grant K here for the Flame Premium Learning Channel. Continuing our exploration into the Python capabilities of the Flame family, this video will show you how you can define the VFX iteration naming across a single project, multiple projects, and even across multiple systems within your facility. The idea is that as multiple batch flow graphs develop and iterate, you can set a common naming convention that is totally automated. So you and other flame artists can focus on the creative and the stress of naming iterations correctly, as well as using facility-wide naming conventions is taken care of in the background. This can all be achieved using Python and it will work for everyone, regardless of how many systems you have. If you have a bit of Python and scripting experience and you would like to follow along, please click the link in the YouTube description to download the Python script. Alternatively, if you're watching the podcast version of this video, then type the link displayed in your web browser. Please bear in mind that what I'm about to show is a bit of Python coding that can be indefinitely tweaked. So this is by no means the only way you can do this. Think of this video as showing you the potential of what is possible with the Flame family and Python coding. Now for this session, we are going to be working in a terminal or shell. We'll launch the Flame products from the shell as well as make a few adjustments with Python coding. But by the end of this video, we will discuss how to make this permanent by editing the application launch script. This means you'll be able to launch the Flame family through the regular icons as before, and the Python hooks will be executed. So starting in the terminal, type cd forward slash user forward slash discrete forward slash the application and the version number forward slash bin. Now type dot forward slash start application and press enter. The Flame products will launch as normal and you can go into a project. Now in the batch area of this project, we have a basic flow graph and we want to start iterating different VFX versions. So click iterate. This creates iteration one. You can see the iteration name in the text box and also in the media panel under the batch group. When you click either of them, you can see the default naming is based on the batch name and an iteration number. Now you can customize the name with additional text as well as naming tokens. However, doing it like this, you need to manually set your naming conventions for each batch group. This can be quite painful. We'll talk more about this in a minute. The other part where naming conventions come into play is when rendering the flow graph. Go to the batch node bin, drag out a render node and attach it to the end of the flow graph. When you select the node and look at its name, it's usually just called render with a number. There is no relation to the batch name and it will just render using the name of the render node. Similar to the batch iteration, you can add your own text as well as use the naming tokens. However, every time you add a new render node, you have to manually edit the name. So let's look at the in-application controls for setting default batch iteration naming and render node naming. Go to the preferences menu 
and switch to the Timeline Effects Batch Batch Effects Preferences. Here you will find the default naming for the Batch Iteration, Render Node and Write Node. Using these operations, you can define the naming for the iterations and render nodes within this specific project. So these settings are project-based and must be set for every new project you create. It's a step up from manually editing each batch group and each render node, and these options are perfectly usable. However, if you have multiple artists, freelance artists, or a facility-wide standard of naming iterations and renders, you are relying on everyone to get the naming right every time. So in multiple scenarios, it might make more sense to have the naming conventions predetermined before going into the Flame products. And this is where the Python scripting comes in. Exit Flame and type clear to clean the terminal or shell. Now let's take a look at the standard Python files installed with the Flame family. Type cd forward slash user forward slash discrete forward slash the application and version number forward slash python. Next, type ls to list the directory contents. Here you will find the batchhook.py file that contains all the Python hooks specifically available for batch. Now there are quite a few options, but I only want to look at the last three. So type cat batchhook.py and press enter. Third from the bottom, you will see the hook to define the batch iteration name. The description above the code tells us that this hook is fired off when starting the Flame product, as well as switching between projects. Remember this point when we go back to Flame. There is also a small example of using the project name as a global setting which you can experiment with. But more importantly, please note that the description states that the batch name and iteration tokens are mandatory when using this Python hook. Second from the bottom, you can define the batch render node name. And finally, at the bottom, you can define the batch write node name. We'll implement these and see how it affects the application. Now at this moment, I would like to stress that you can create your own Python files and they can be located anywhere. You just point the Flame family to the correct directory and whatever Python files are available will be loaded and executed where necessary. The default path is the application Python directory, but this is not mandatory. The advantage of being able to locate the Python files anywhere and use any name means that they are easily accessible to your current system, but also to multiple systems if you want them to all use the same naming conventions. So let's create a directory for the Flame products to scan and then put a customized Python file there. Type mkdir space forward slash var forward slash temp forward slash adsk underscore python. Next, we need to copy the downloaded Python script into the new directory. Mine is located in a temp directory. Using the copy command, you set the source path followed by the destination path. In my case, 
I'll type cp space forward slash temp forward slash naming underscore conventions dot py space forward slash var forward slash temp forward slash adsk underscore python. Now let's have a look at what the script will do. Type cat space forward slash var forward slash temp forward slash adsk underscore python forward slash naming conventions dot py. So there are the batch hooks we saw earlier. I have customized each hook as an example for you to pick apart. The default batch iteration naming will be based on the name of the project, the batch name, date, time, iteration number, and finally some specific text, which in this case is FPLC for the Flame Premium Learning Channel. The default batch render node naming will be based on the batch name, date, time, and the name of the project. Take note that these will be global settings. So every project will follow these naming conventions. However, you can customize the naming conventions even further. Through the addition of an if statement, you could explicitly define the naming conventions for different projects. Or you could even call on another script or source to retrieve the naming information. You can refer back to the batchhook.py file to see the example script mentioned earlier in this video. Now let's set the Flame family to look at the location of the file path. We will edit the start application script that we launched earlier to start Flame. This is the same method for Flare and Flame Assist. This will allow you to make the Python file paths permanent. But you can also disable them at any time if you want to use the default Python directory again. Type cd space forward slash user forward slash discrete forward slash the application name and the version number forward slash bin. Please note that with the launch script, you need to be root or use the sudo command in order to have read and write permissions. Just as a precaution, I like to make backups of any files before I edit them. So type sudo space cp space start application space start application dot back. You may be prompted for your password. That's the backup taken care of. Now let's edit the launch script. Type sudo space vi space Start application. In the editor, scroll down with the arrow keys to below the import modules. Press I to go into insert mode. Now let's start off with a comment. Type hash defining custom Python hook path. On the next line, we'll set the Python path variable. Type os.environ open square bracket, apostrophe, dl underscore python, underscore hook, underscore path, apostrophe, close square bracket, space equals, space, apostrophe, forward slash var, forward slash temp, forward slash adsk underscore python, apostrophe. As I said, this path can be any path to the shared flame hooks. 
Larger facilities have even built their own launchers and incorporated the Python hooks into their workflow. Now press Escape to exit the insert mode. To save the file, type colon wq exclamation and press Enter. This will write and save the start application script. Just so that you know, you can revert the changes by either hashing out the lines you have added or deleting them in the script. You could also copy the backup file over the start application script to set it back to how it was. You can either launch the Flame products from the terminal again or close the terminal and use the icon. We'll start the project again and this will fire off the custom Python hooks in the defined Python directory. Now remember what I said in the beginning, that these specific Python hooks will only execute when starting the application or switching projects. So if you didn't relaunch Flame, press Ctrl Shift PH to refresh the Python hooks and then switch projects to execute the hooks. When you call up the Preferences menu and look at the default naming options, you will see that the naming conventions are already set. They can't be edited through the Preferences as they are defined by the Python hooks. Now exit the Preferences and create a new batch group through the contextual menu. We'll give the batch group a name, like SHOT001 for example. When you look at the batch setup name, as well as any new iterations, they will have all the naming conventions we defined through Python. In this case, we included a date and timestamp which could be very useful. If you click on the name, you can still edit it if required, but this is not a necessity. Finally, if you go to the batch node bin and drag out a render node, you will see that the arbitrary render name is gone. This is now replaced with the defined conventions which make more sense and is also timestamped. Whether you're working on a single machine or multiple machines across a facility, hopefully this will help with consistency and keeping track of iterations and versions. To conclude this video, I'll reiterate that what we have done is based on Python hooks that can be set up how you want. Please ensure you read the Python References online documentation. And if you're not too sure about Python scripting, please consult a specialist so that you get the most out of these amazing tools allowing you to customize the Flame family. Be sure to check out Shotgun and its integration with the Flame products. The Pipeline Toolkit has a Flame Engine application that includes detailed Python hook implementations for a variety of custom workflows using the Flame family. Comments, feedback and suggestions are always welcome and appreciated. Thank you for watching and please subscribe to the Flame Premium Learning Channel for future videos.